Amen. You know what we're wanting to do? We're, we're wanting to get this to the, to the place, you know, where uh, we're growing. You know, individually, we're growing. How many of you guys are growing? Hold your hand up. You growing? How many of you have had some real life change in here? How, you know, just think about it. Uh, you know, families that shouldn't still be families, people that are inhaling and exhaling that should have been buried, uh, financial situations that should have taken you out, but they didn't. Uh, you know, life, I'm talking about life change. People that had no hope, now you do have hope. Uh, would you do, would you do me a favor? And, and you know, and I, I'm not trying to categorize anybody, put anybody in a box. I just want, I just want the house to see this for a minute. But, but if you've had that experience in your life, from, from being here and being with us and being in the Word of God, you know, and, and you, you just take a second just to give God, uh, credit for what He's done. I just want you to stand to your feet for a minute. I just, I just want people to look around you and see you. Now, now. Well, it's not a tee shot. It's an awesome thing. You know, if you're going to clap, you got to clap, right? That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. Give somebody a high five. Give somebody a high five and sit down. And, and, and let, let me just tell you this. Here's what I believe. I believe that, that God's doing something that's changing us. And thank God. You know, i, I got to tell you something. Uh, I, I love being here. I love being with you. I love, I love what God's doing here. love you guys. Aren't you glad you're here? Yeah. yeah. And can I be honest with you? And if you don't believe me, ask Todd. You know, they're telling me, you know, have you seen those Snicker commercials? They were telling me before church, you should get one. Because I'm just right here. I'm right here today. So I'm just going to tell you the truth. It'll be pretty direct. Okay. Uh, yeah. Hank, Hank, buckle up, Betty. Okay. Buckle up, Betty. Uh, but but here, here's the deal. If I wanted to be somewhere else, I would. No questions. So I, I love what God's doing here. And I believe in it. And, and I'm thinking, you know, what if we could just continue to create the atmosphere where all we had to do is bring our friends and their lives would be changed too? Huh? What, what, if, what if we could just keep, what if we could just make a deal and say, you know, let's just keep letting God do what God does. And we'll just bring people who are far from God. Because here's what we believe. We believe that if you get your friends here, God will show up and change them. Now, I don't know. Maybe you don't have any friends. But I bet you do. People that God loves. Amen? It's awesome what God's doing. It's awesome what God's doing. It's awesome. I'm so excited about what's happening and what's coming. And, you know, wow, I better preach. Oh, yeah. Check this out. Psalms 115, verse 12. The Lord has been mindful of us. Guys, that right there ought to change, ought to change your world. You've been on his mind. And he ain't been trying to figure out how to get you. The Lord's been thinking about you, and you're in deep yogurt. No, look what he says. The Lord's been thinking about us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. Oh, it's those guys. Okay, look at verse 13. He will bless them that fear the Lord. It's getting closer. Small and great. The Lord will increase you more and more. You and your children. You are blessed of the Lord. 
You are. It does not say you might be. You will be. If you hang in there long enough, you can touch it. It says you are. You are blessed of the Lord, which made the heavens and the earth. Let's keep going. The heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth he has given to the children of men. The dead don't praise the Lord, neither any that go down to silence. But we will bless the Lord. From this time forth and forevermore, somebody say, there check, check it out. The Lord's been mindful of us. And He will bless us. The Lord's been mindful of us. He will bless us. Uh, let's just read the first few verses. Uh, I like it in the message. Not for our sake, O God. No, not for our sake, but for your name's sake. Show your glory. Do it on account of your merciful love. Do it on account of your faithful ways. Do it so no other nation can say, where now, where's their God? Our God is in heaven doing whatever he wants to do. Their gods are metal, wood, handmade in a basement shop, carved mouths can't talk. Painted eyes can't see, ten ears that can't hear, molded noses that can't smell, hands that can't grasp, feet that can't walk or run, throats that never utter a sound. Those who make them have become just like them. They have become just like the gods they trust. But you, Israel, put your trust in God. Trust your helper. Trust your ruler. Hey, Aaron, trust in God. Trust your helper. Trust your ruler. You who fear God. Anybody in here tonight, fear the Lord. Not talking about being afraid he's going to take you out, but you have a reverential fear. I mean, it's just you stand in awe of his goodness. Well, trust the Lord. You know, really what he's saying, I mean, think about it. Trust God, trust God, trust God, trust God. Trust God. Why? Well, because the Lord's been mindful of us. And he will bless us. Small and great. He's going to bless us. You. How does God bless? Let's just start there for just a minute. What does it mean to be blessed? Well, to get a bigger car, to have a bigger house, to get a job promotion. That's that's the byproduct. Maybe that's like, you know, that's that's like maybe some of the residue of the blessing. But uh, the word bless means to position to win or succeed in any given situation that you would be positioned to win or succeed. That's what it means when God blesses you. It means that the enemy can't wipe you out, that you're not going to lose why? Because God's going to position you to win or succeed. Doesn't make any difference what happens. It might not look like you're winning, feel like you're winning, smell like you're winning. It might not taste like you're winning. But at the end of the day, at the end of the chapter, when we get down to, to the last, you know, to the last hoorah, what's, what's going to happen? We're going to win. That's what it is to be blessed. That's what it is to be blessed. I, I know a lot of us think that if God blessed me, you know, uh, I'd have more money. That may be the result of the blessing. Um, and if you really need more money or you want more money, you're going to build the kingdom of God. Uh, you can use the blessing. You, you know, uh, I, I really, you know, at man camp just a few weeks ago, uh, wasn't that long ago, was it? Whenever man camp was, um, had a lot happen since then. But at man camp, we were, t- you know, I talked to the guys, uh, you know, about the prophet that said, hey, uh, wh- you know, what do you want? Uh, he was talking, you know, Elijah was talking to Elisha and says, what do you want from me? And he said, I want a double portion. 
I, I just want a double portion of the anointing that's on you. And, and, and uh, uh, re- remember what uh, Elijah said. He said, you ask for a hard thing. Not, it's not that it's hard for me to give it, but what you're asking for, that's, ha- that's hard to handle. That's hard to carry that. You, you know, you, uh, you want to have authority, but you don't understand the weight that's going to come with that. You, you, want, you want to have a great victory. What I think is hilarious is, and if I asked the question and I had you raise your hand, a lot of people would respond. So don't, don't respond. Just listen, okay? And I'm going to say this slowly because every time somebody responds and then it's like up to me to humiliate them or something. It's like, it's like a gift I have to flow. But, uh, so don't respond. But if I ask this question, how many of you want great victory? People do, yeah, I want great victory. Well, you do know that great victory demands great battle. And for somebody who wants great victory, you sure complain about a lot about the tiny bit of battle that you got. I mean, you know, people that want great victory, but they whine about this itty bitty battle stuff all the time. Well, it's like it's kind of like what Elijah said to Elisha. What you've asked for is a hard thing. Hope you're ready. Because if you get what you just asked for. You're going to have to be a little bit bigger than how you've been acting. You know, uh, you got to grow and you got to position yourself and you got to want some things from God. But you got to realize that what you want means that you're going to act like somebody who ought to get it. The Lord has been mindful of thee. He will bless thee. He will bless thee. He will position you to win and succeed regardless of the situation. He will do it. He's going to bless you. Okay. How does God bless? Well, the angel dust falls from heaven. And if you're standing under the spout where the glory comes out, you, you'll get, a, you get some, you know, you'll have that little tingle and your hair will stand up in the back of your neck and, and, and you might shake a little bit. You know, it's so weird what we think the blessing is. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be ble- I know what it is. You're going to have a lot of visions. You're going to have a, a, a lot of visions. You're going to see a lot of stuff that nobody can understand. And you're going to see angels and white horses. And there's going to be uh, bolts of lightning flashing around. And you're going to hear angels singing. And the heart. And matter of fact, when they're singing, you know, one of them, one of them broke the fingernails and that fell out on the floor. And, and it was really cool. And you just get as weird as you could possibly get. And you're still, that's not really blessed. It's odd, but not necessarily blessed. How does, how does God do this thing? How, do, how does God bless? Well, the Bible, you know, it's called the law of first mention. Anytime you need to find out how the Bible works, you go to the first place something's mentioned in the Bible, and then you follow it through. And, and, and if, if what happened the first time continues to happen, well, now you know how God does the thing. So, if it, you know, anytime you're looking for the purpose of a thing, you never go to the thing to ask the purpose of the thing. You go to the creator of the thing to ask the purpose of the thing. Because if you go to the thing to ask the purpose of the thing, the thing don't know what its purpose is. It's kind of like asking one of you guys what your purpose is. You haven't got a clue. How would I find out the purpose of this thing? I'd have to go to the creator of this thing. Right? So, you know, how, how do you bless God? We'll get in the Word and find out what He says. It's in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. Right? It, it, check it out. God blessed them. And God said. Now you know how God blesses. He speaks. They couldn't have been fruitful until he gave them permission. He permitted them. He empowered them when he said, be fruitful. 
Multiply. Replenish the earth. Subdue it. Take dominion. What was God doing? He's blessing them. He's positioning them to win and succeed. How? By, by his word. He's speaking his word. You want God to bless you. Again, it's not a trick question, so you don't have to respond. But, you know, if I ask, if I started off tonight with how many of you want God to bless you tonight? And yeah. How many have been in the word this week? I thought you wanted God to bless you. How's he going to position you to win or succeed? Through his word. Do you really need an angel sent from heaven to shake the bed as you're sleeping it at night? Wake you up and say, thus saith God. You got the book. God, I want you to speak to me in, 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 in powerful ways. He'd like to speak to you in a very normal way. Start off with. Get in the word. And when you get in the word, you know what's going to happen? Romans ten seventeen. Uh, we know this. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Say that with me. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word. Say it really loud. Faith cometh. Check it out in the message. It's really cool in the message. The point is, before you trust, you have to listen. Now, now remember, we're up here talking about what, what does all this say? Trust God, trust God, trust God, trust God. But before you trust, you have to listen. And unless His Word is preached, there ain't nothing to listen to. I, I really like the message here. Before you can trust, you have to listen. But unless it's His Word... There's nothing to listen to. So you got you got to get in the word and you got to get people around you. Can I tell you, it's important that you hear. You know, last week we talked about you heard what? You know, uh, uh, what you hear. Be careful. What you hear is vital. Who you hear from is pretty important, too. Because it needs to be people speaking into your life that are telling you what God says. Not what Mildred said. Right? Well, you, yeah, let, 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 me tell you, let, let, let me tell you what my uncle told me. Your uncle's a flake. <laughs> you know, if you get God's word, remember when Jesus said, have the God kind of faith? You have to have God's word to have God's kind of faith. If you have, if you have Henry's word, you have Henry faith. And you might not want to build your life on Henry faith because it might not stand. So you need, you know, there's nothing to listen to unless it's coming right off the lips of Christ. That's how the Amplified puts it. It comes right off the lips of Christ. You, faith cometh by hearing. The point is, before you trust, you're supposed to trust God. But before you can trust, you would have had to have heard something. You, you got to get, God's going to bless you, right? You don't need the word of God. You need a word from God. You need the word of God in your life to come alive inside of you, right? And, and so, you know, it starts, you hear the word and faith cometh by hearing and, and, and faith begins to blossom in you. You start with faith, but you got to move to trust. Look at Psalms chapter five, verse 11 and 12. Let all those who put their trust in thee rejoice. Let me just ask you a question. 
real quick. How many of you, and this one I want you to respond to. How many of you put your trust in him? Then stop whining and start shining. Because right? if you put let all those, not some of them, not the ones that things are going pretty good for, you know, find some guys that are have happy in their house and let them rejoice. No, it says let all those that put their trust in, the, let all of them, if they trust God, let them rejoice. Well, I'm a really kind of a quiet guy. Let them, who? Those that put their trust in thee. Let them ever shout for joy. So if you're the really quiet guy, you're going to look like this. Okay. Did you catch that? I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not comfortable with a lot of noise. You'll get there. It might not be, it might, it might not be on earth. But can you imagine your first few days in heaven when you see this crazy dude over in one section surrounded by a lot of people and he's just like going nuts. And you're thinking, dude, that guy's, that guy's verbal. He won't sit down. He's jumping up and down. He's spinning in circles all the time. He's just, who's that? That's God. Lord, thy God of the midst of thee, he is mighty. He will rejoice over thee with singing. Rejoice. You know what the word rejoice means? It means to jump up and down, spin around in circles, make it a loud, clamorous noise. That's weird. <laughs> I love the looks on some of your faces. It's like, please don't make me make noise. I don't want to make noise. I just want to fly. I just want to be quiet here. I just, I'm hoping nobody finds out I'm even here. Too late. It's too late, man. We got your picture up on the internet right now. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. If they put their trust in thee, they should be rejoicing. If they put their trust in thee, they should be shouting for joy. Why? Because you defend them. Let them also that love thy name, let them be joyful. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? If we could just have joyful people around. Look at your neighbor and say, man, I'm glad you're here. Just tell them. You, you know they need it. Look, look. For the Lord will bless the righteous. God won't bless me. We'll quit living unrighteous. You're just telling on yourself. When you're whining, you're just telling on yourself. When you're complaining, you're just telling on yourself. Pastor, haven't you ever had a bad day? Oh, yeah. You know what? Let me, let me testify. <laughs> you know what I hate? You know what I hate is on a bad day when family members come in and use my material against me. <laughs> yeah, of course we have bad days. Of course we don't feel good. Of course, yeah, but... Wait a minute. Do you, do you trust him? I've got faith. You don't know how many times I've heard people tell me in this voice, I'm trying to use my faith. That's not faith. That's annoying. It's bad. It's ugly. It does not look good on you. Knock it off. Well, I want results. Okay. That's what we want. 
We want results. Here's the deal. Faith comes by hearing the word. And it produces trust in what? What you heard. Remember? You've heard it. And you trust it. Why? Well, because he said it. God said it. And trust moves us to what? Peace. In the middle of a storm, I can have peace. Why? Well, because I trust God. Look at verse 11 again. No, verse 11. Don't get ahead of me. Stay with me. Don't think for me. I struggle on my own. Now I can't even remember where I was at. I'm thinking about funny things to say to you. What was I talking about? It's just a little bit before peace. Trust. Trust. If you, if you got your trust, if you got your trust, you know, half peace moves in. Why? Well, because I'm trusting. I heard, I've heard the word of the Lord. How many of you guys realize that there, there's, there have been times in your life when, when you found a reality in the word of God and you knew that that wasn't just the word of God, that was the word from God. And that moved into, into, your, into your innermost being. All of a sudden, where you used to have a storm, now peace is starting to show up. Why? Because you're trusting God. It's easy to rejoice when you trust in it. See, understand, God's not picking on you when you're whining. He's trying to, he's trying to wake you up. So that it's an indicator. If you're struggling in the arena of rejoicing, it's, it's not... It's not a bad sign towards you. It's, an, it's, it's like a flashing light. Get back in the Word. You haven't heard me yet. See, if you can't rejoice in, in your current situation, you just need to, you need to press in a little bit so you can hear me. You need to hear me speaking to you. I mean, listen to God talking to you. He, come here. I, I want to say something. It's like you know, dealing with your kids. Come here. I, I need to tell you something. And all of you parents know that there are moments that they don't want to listen to what you have to say. And you know that if they could just hear you, it would change everything. But they're freaking out a little bit. They're, they're, they're demented. They're kids. That's how we act towards God. See, if you had heard what He said, you wouldn't be pouting. You'd be shouting. And the pouting, is, it's, not, it's not to put you down. It's not to say you're weak. It, it, it's to say you, you haven't heard right yet. What you thought God took away from you. No, he, he, he was actually positioning you. You know what it is? is God's opening doors for our life. And, 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 and he's, he, he, the Bible says that he's carved out a path ahead of time so that we can have good life. And, and God's trying to connect us to this crazy good life. We're trying to find excuses to not live it. He's like, you haven't heard me yet. Because, it, see, faith comes by hearing, and faith produces trust, and trust moves you to peace, and it's peace that commands results. See, a lot of us are trying to get results with our faith. Guys, you know, if you're wondering, are we in a faith church? Duh, you're not in an unbelief church. You know, yeah, we believe the word of God. Well, why? I, I've, been, I've been acting in faith and I'm not getting the results. Well, you're missing the best part. Look at, look at somebody telling the best part. 
you, you want to you sprinkle faith stuff out and get these crazy results. And you can have crazy results. But you've got to have peace. Um, I'm just trying to think of different stuff that will help you. Remember when, uh, remember when Jesus had the guys and he said, get in the boat, we're going to the other side. Right? And then the guys got in the boat and they headed to the other side. Jesus went to sleep in the bottom of the boat, remember? And a hurricane came up. Remember? And they all freaked out. And you, you, you know, and you've, you've heard a bunch of messages and there's some great ones. Let, let me just show you the, the elements of this story. There's the shore of promise given. We're going over there. It's a promise. There's the shore of promise received. We have arrived where he said. There's the shore of promise given where, where you've gotten in the word. You spent time in the presence. God said, your house is going to be saved. Household salvation is yours. And you were that quiet shouter. Okay. Your business will succeed. <laughs> that person will marry you. Sure, a promise given. Right? You will not die, but live. And then there's a sure of promise received. Where your spouse is there. Your kids are serving God. Your business is prospering. You're inhaling and exhaling all the things that He promised you got there. So you have the shore of promise given and the shore of promise received, but it's always separated by the sea of storms. So you have faith and you launch out. You get on the boat. I'm obeying Him. I'm going to the other side. Yay! I got a promise. <laughs> the sea of storms comes. We're not expecting that. We're not, we act like we're not prepared for that. We're headed for great victory under the impression there will be no battle. You do, I mean, hear me, you're not going to get great victory with no battle. That's crazy. I mean, it'd be like starting a, Bowling league and buying yourself a trophy like like this is it. This is literally it. What was your highest score? What do you mean? Well, that's a bowling trophy, right? Yeah, it's mine. Got a plaque on her. Got my name on there. <laughs> Have my picture in the paper. What was your highest score? What are you talking about? What was your score? Well, I never bowled. Well, I tried to one time, but my finger got stuck in there. Dude, hurt bad. Besides that, I don't like to go to bowling alleys very much. It's noisy. And you're, you're bragging about your trophy. You like it? What would you think about that guy? 
I want to be just like him. I'm going to get me some trophies. If failure is not a viable possibility, then victory is worthless. Faith launches you. But peace connects you to where the results are at. Where was Jesus? Sleeping in a boat. Where were the disciples? Freaking out. Who is your example? Jesus? Why are you acting like a disciple? Three Hebrew children. Uh, going into a furnace that's been heated up seven times hotter than ever before. Right? What'd they do? They trusted God. What happened? They were delivered. Paul and Silas in a prison at midnight. What'd they do? They trusted God. No, they sang. Yeah, that's what the Bible says that people who trust God do. We just read it. They trusted God. What happened? Chains came off. Oh. What are you doing? What's going to happen when you do it? Then why are you doing that? Behold, I have called thee by thy name. Oh, that's a that's a prop for a different sermon. Okay, back to here. Faith launches you. Peace connects you to the result you want. God's going to position you to win. That does not mean that there's not going to be a war. It promises there will be one. See, you've been asking God to bless your house. Which is like asking the enemy to meet you outside for a brawl. We want victory. And now you're thinking, no, I don't. <laughs> That's okay. I can live without it. I have up till now anyways. <laughs> that was funny right there. Okay. Uh, you get the word from God, but you've got to have the peace of God to sustain you. One more quick verse, John 14, 27 on the Amplified. He said, I... I'm giving you my peace, my own peace, not even some other kind of peace, my own peace. It's not as the world gives. Don't let your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Look at what they have. I love the Amplified. Stop allowing yourself to be agitated and disturbed. Well, why would he say that? Well, because you're disconnecting yourself from the promise that you said that you wanted to receive. Your faith launched you, but because you don't have any peace... You can't hang on to your promise. Stop allowing yourself to be agitated and disturbed. Don't permit yourself to be fearful. Don't permit yourself to be intimidated. Don't permit yourself to live like a coward. Just reading the Bible. Don't be unsettled. All of that comes back to that one thing, you know. Stop being troubled. Have some peace. 
Okay, I said one more verse now. That, so that, that was a lie. Um, Hebrews 10, 35. Cast not therefore away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience. For after you have done the will of God, you're going to receive the promise. Look, uh, okay, show them 35 again. I forgot I even gave it to you. Don't, don't throw away your confidence. See, that's what the enemy's after. What's that? Well, the ability to have your peace. Don't let go of that. Don't, don't let go of that. Why? Because that's what's tied to the reward. Look, look at 36. For you have need of patience. And I know what you thought you needed was a new job. You thought you needed a, a newer car. Maybe you do. And God will show you how to produce it. Dude, I'm, I'm almost out of time, and there's some things I'd love to say, but I know it'll open up a real can of worms. Um, well, because well, it won't be. I don't want to be around in that blab it and grab it, name it and claim it stuff. I tried it and it didn't work. Is it possible? Is it possible that when you tried it and it didn't work, it's because from the shore of promise given to the shore of promise received, you had to go through a sea of storms, and because you had a storm, you decided that God didn't mean what He said when you're back there on that other shore. Is it possible that you cast away your confidence, which had great recompense of reward, because you had need of patience? And, and I know what you're thinking. Patience means the ability to wait a long time. No, patience is the ability to remain the same. Regardless of time. I've heard people say, whatever you do, don't ask God for patience. Don't pray for patience. patience. All kinds of crazy stuff is going to happen. In this world, there's going to be tribulation. You do not have to ask God for crazy stuff. It's coming on its own. The enemy, look, if the Bible says you have need of patience, of course the devil would like you to believe something like don't ask God for patience. Why? Because it's what you need. That's like saying, you have need of oxygen. Don't ever ask for oxygen. Because if you, if you ask God for oxygen, He's going to make you breathe. You have, need of, you have the need to remain the same. So after you've done the will of God, you'll receive the... Don't miss out on the best part. See, a lot of us miss the best part because it's in the middle. It's in, it's in that storm. It's in that, it's in that process where our ability to connect to God has grown. Trust me. There are some storms that will cause you to hear God like you ain't never heard God before. It'll develop a level of intimacy that you can't get without going through some stuff. And in the middle, in the middle of the battle... And you look over there and you, you know, you should be dead, but you're not. You should be destroyed, but you're not. You should be consumed, but you're not. What? Because he's right there. One more verse. (laughs) Psalms 125, check it out. Verse 1. They that trust the Lord, they're like Mount Zion, which cannot be 
removed. It's one thing to say, I trust God. It's another thing to develop your ability to trust God. How will I know when my trust is real? Nothing moves you. Nothing moves you. Don't miss the best part. The best part's the middle. If it wasn't, why is the enemy try so hard to keep you distracted during that process? You get the shore of promise given. Yeah, it's a cool moment. You get to the shore of promise received. Awesome. But the best part, it's right out there in the middle of the sea of storms. Where you get to see the miracles, where you get to hear the voice of God, where you get to, where you get to demonstrate Satan's defeat. It's easy on the shore of promise given. It's exciting on the shore of promise received. It's amazing in the middle. It's amazing. I know you're going through stuff. You got challenges. You got issues. You, 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 got, you got stuff that's bigger than you are, stronger than you are, greater than you are. Trust God. Don't miss the best part. Amen? I said, don't miss the best part. Press in. Hear God. Get a word from God. Press into the Bible. Get get up in there. Find something that will build a confidence in you so that you can have a peace. So that you can just live in a peace that just demonstrates Satan's defeat. Amen? Close your book. Bow your head. Let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you today.